0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. Franco's World, episode 98. Thanks for stopping by. Today's guest, long time coming, very esteemed guest, award-winning actor, oh. childhood friend, Parkersburg icon. <laughs> <laughs> um, Ladies and gentlemen, I have my friend Cody Hively on the show. Cody, how are you, buddy? Good, man. Thanks for having me on. Where can the people follow you at, bud? Cody Hively at Twitter,
1: Cody Hively at Instagram, Cody Hively at TikTok, trying to still get famous. Yep. I won't stop. Nope.
0: Yeah. All right. You can go follow him there. Very funny guy, very talented guy, and uh, about to make some big moves out to L.A., but before we get into all that, let's chat about our West Virginia upbringing, and uh, I got to share with you a couple of childhood stories, like, real quick, that you don't even, like, remember. Uh, We had a chat about this the other week. We were out at the coffee bar and uh, Mm -hmm. chatting it up. And do you remember that time in high school? This was like the two week period where you went to church and, (laughs) and uh, there was like a yard sale or garage sale at the church and you and I went around and picked up like the weirdest clothes. Like we were thrifting before it was cool. And we picked up these clothes from the 80s and we wore them. Like we texted each other, hey, you're going to wear your outfit? Yeah, I'm going to wear my outfit. And we wore our stupid little 80s outfits to high school. You were like a sophomore. I was a freshman or something like that. And oh. I'll never forget this. Like the clothes were so bad, like the brown leather jackets that smelled like marble red. Oh so my bad. god! It was so bad. You had this Ralph Lauren polo on, looked like Carlton. You looked so dumb. I looked stupid. I think oh. one of us had a pancake hat, and uh, some kid comes up to you. I think it was a. a I think it was Killian. If you remember Killian, yeah. Uh, I think Killian comes up to you at your locker. This was like we saw each other before school started because we wanted to like take a picture and be funny. And uh, he goes, "What are you wearing?" And you go. Clothes, you just this straight <laughs> face. You're like, what do you like? What are you talking about? This outrageous outfit. I'm wearing clothes. What's what's a big deal?
1: <laughs> hey, I knew Killian. I knew he was going to set himself up to roast me. So you know, I was just like, dude, that is so. I cannot. I I, I honestly totally forgot about that. I remember that day though at the church because mm-hmm. there's a picture of me and Josh Enoch on like. He's on like a unit. He's like on like a tricycle, and I'm like on my skateboard. And I remember that day we were just going on and try. I bought a trench coat that day too.
0: Yeah,
1: I like a dusty old trench coat from like some gr- someone's grandpa from like the 1950s. Yeah, he died it's in still, it. Still, yeah, dude, he, yeah, he definitely died in it because it smelled just like him.
0: <laughs> Man, dude, the you see like the craziest like. I don't know. But the thing is, like, growing up in Parkersburg, like, we could, we could wear an outfit like that and people would be like, oh, that's just like those guys like being goofy, you know, like, because people in yeah. school would wear like cookie monster pants and scrubs and like that was normal.
1: Oh, yeah. Carrying a bag of Doritos. Like, I remember those chicks, you do know, you
0: remember people wearing like camo basketball shorts and boots that went up to their knees? Like, do you remember that? you're talking about like the
1: entire defensive line of the football team that yeah. drive also the S 10s and like the, <laughs>
0: it's the it's Ford Rangers <laughs> S yeah, bro. Yeah. You, you and I, we didn't play football at the same time, but uh, I remember like I would wear like, you know, a college shirt on game day, like a white college shirt. And like one of the country dudes was like, what are you wearing, dude? Like, I'm like close, like clothes. Like I got the line from you. I was like, clothes. Yeah. What are you talking about?
1: Yeah. We're wearing something that's, normal to wear not shit kickers and my dad's old pair of camo cargo shorts that he wore when he was fishing at the ohio river when he was like 12 years old yep
0: <laughs> man growing up in west virginia man we see some weird stuff um we're also because of like i don't know West Virginia's weird because it's mostly white but then you have you and i that are kind of like this ethnically ambiguous type color like it's just an olive skin and i'm sure we've been called many different things but are you, You're Native American too, right? Well, here's a story. So
1: <clears throat> I thought I was literally until I did the 23 Me probably two years ago. Mm-hmm. And oh, I had the story for you. So I'm primarily German and Irish. And I knew on my mom's side, um, I have a little Italian on my dad's side, but mostly, like I said, German and Irish. Yeah.
0: Well, and you look like the- Pacino and Stallone, so you are Italian.
1: Dude, that's a great compliment. That's a great compliment. I appreciate that. Yeah. But, so, we the story was that um, my great, 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 whatever, Irish grandfather married, or married a Cherokee woman.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And that was the whole story. That we're Native American, that's why we have yeah, a quote, darker unquote, complexion. Yeah. Oh, but the story gets way better. It gets so much better. So I do my DNA test, and it turns out instead of like that small percentage of Native American, I'm like three percent African American. It <laughs> blew my mind.
0: What do you mean by African American? Are you from like Northern Africa, like the Caucasus well, regions? Dude, that,
1: okay. So at first it like you know how like 23 me will update. I don't even know how that works, but it updates like your like your genetic region. Yeah as it gets more people in the gene pool, I guess. I don't know how it works. But I was like, at first, I think it was like East Africa. And dude, I shit you not. What is Africa. is that Egypt over there? It's Egypt. It is Egypt. It literally, I swear to you, I did an update and then I got back on and I'm like 3% Egyptian.
0: Like You know what the craziest what? thing about this whole story is, Cody? Is that <laughs> I've never been wrong ever in my life. <laughs> because I said... Egypt over there, and e- and I nailed it. I'm he trying did. to remember the last time I've been wrong. <laughs> dude, I-, I can't remember honestly. I can't remember. No, but uh, that <laughs> is crazy that you're like you never. I mean, like, and I've I've only met one Egyptian guy in college. He's a really cool dude. But now I know, you know, technically, you know, you're kind of an Egyptian guy. No, well, I'll say I am very white. That is the primary. Uh, genetic pool No, we got me, we got but... a little we're like olive skin we got a little color on us i mean dude people thought i was you know people asked if i was mexican people have asked if i was cuban they've asked if i've been everything uh, under the sun you know what i mean
1: yeah dude you, okay so you know the there's bodegas all over new york city and they're always ran by arabic people mm-hmm. and for some reason every time i this happened probably out of 50 percent of the time i went to bodegas
0: they always ask Oh, hey but do you speak Arabic? Like, apparently I look <laughs> Arabian. <laughs> apparently I look Arabian. I <laughs> I don't know how you say yes in Arabic, but I know how to say thank you. All my neighbors in college were Arabic. How do you say it? Shakran. 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 They would give me rides. I'd be uh, hungover on Sunday mornings, and I, they'd see me walking down the street, and they'd be like. Do you need a ride? You need a ride? And I was like, uh, shakran, Hassan, shakran. Yes. And (laughs) And then he would give me a ride to my car. And I'll never forget this, bro. So I graduated college and I'm walking in my complex, like putting my stuff in my car. I'm leaving. And he was like, you graduate? Did you graduate today? And I was like, yeah, I graduated today. And He goes, he shook my hand and he looked me dead in the eyeballs, stared into my soul and blessed me with whatever Arabic gods may be. And he said, best of luck on the next part of your journey wow oh my god oh my wow. god you're gonna live forever i mean i might i don't know how that works you're an egyptian maybe you could answer that for me but <laughs> uh yeah I, i'm pretty sure i'm like i mean by pretty sure i mean i'm definitely native american like pretty pretty heavy native american yeah i mean you definitely have
1: the skin tone like you said yeah like the olive skin and you kind of have the look too i feel like well i have you a know? you
0: can say cody i have a big nose you can say that <laughs> well you, yeah i mean that's not it's
1: not horribly big but no it's it's
0: it's it's prominent is the correct word it fits your face though that's the thing i don't know if i could ever get a nose job because it doesn't necessarily fit my face now now there are some old character caricatures of like the cleveland indians indian with tan skin and i kind of look like the guy
1: you definitely look native american you look the part
0: yeah well in the sunlight you can see like the red specks in like my skin like you know, like really? music, like red skin, like yeah, thousand percent, bro, not even close.
1: Oh, yeah, I've yeah, so it makes sense because I don't have that.
0: Yeah. yeah, I don't know what. Yeah, what you have like whatever you like, Egyptian have, I guess. Yeah, but, I, just, uh,
1: I just know where the stars are at
0: all times. And is that what they were known for? Was the stars, dude? The pyramids, man. Oh yeah, that was them. But yeah. like you know, Jewish people built that, so maybe you're Jewish. Yeah. Okay, but okay, here's the thing. Here's the
1: thing. When I was a kid, I was so self conscious about my nose. My mom was literally gonna get me let me get a nose job when i was like
0: when i was like like 14 yeah she's like
1: i was gonna get my boobs reduced but instead i'll use that money (laughs) to get your nose smaller and i was so close i remember she got like the pamphlets and everything because i was that self-conscious about it
0: i i go through stages with that too in terms of like my face and then i'll hear somebody say like dude you need to relax it's really not that bad And then I just see photos of, like, every celebrity under the sun just have a pristine nose, and I'm just like, ah, why can't I? Oh, dude, yes. It's – especially, like, all the
1: male actors, like, I'll be watching, like, a TV show, and then I'll, like, just Google them, and then it's them on the red
0: carpet, and just chiseled jaw, just blue eyes. just Well, I've actually looked this up, like, not that long ago because I had an episode, you know, about my whole – not a literal episode, but just, like, in – anxiety episode about my looks and uh it's like oh yeah ryan gosling had one and -and so-and-so had one and i'm like oh they're just like they're just like us but they have money yeah that's really
1: it pretty much i mean it that's that's a big thing man it's i feel like you know a lot of instagram models when they like
0: i don't believe any instagram models at all i'm i'm putting this out there to universe i'm never gonna date an instagram model it's probably smart
1: yeah probably smart but I kind of get what they're saying. Like they get a lot of hate. But that's this is what, that's a, that's what they that's how they make money. They post like flattering photos
0: of themselves. Yeah. Would but you see the one also, of Chloe Kardashian that everyone made a whole meal out of? Was that the one where she was trying to get it removed from the internet? Yeah. And she didn't look bad. She looked good. I, I don't That I whole mean, that whole that whole Kardashian clan is a whole thing. We don't have to delve into that. That yeah, that is a, that is a black hole. We dive into that for sure i am curious though i do have to ask this question about your your acting spark and the acting inspiration because i remember you know us being in college and then like i was walking to like e-contest that i was gonna bomb and i saw you and i'm like hey what's up and you're like oh double majoring or like i'm thinking about switching my major to drama and i was like dang i didn't even know you were Mm. into that stuff like what made you want to switch to be into that
1: uh well the Kardashian family
0: ah um, I see <laughs> <laughs> no no no. <laughs> no 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 um
1: well I don't know so there's a book there's a book that really just changed my way of living and thinking and it's it's uh it's called the War on Arts by Stephen Pressfield mm-hmm. and Zachary Wilcoxon, shout out to Zach actually uh, recommended it to me he's a good guy I was in a weird place yeah, he's a great guy. It was a, I was a weird place in my life. Um, cause my, pa- it was, my biggest takeaway was like my passion. Mm-hmm. And at the time I was,
0: I trained, I just transferred from Wesleyan where I was running track. That's true. I'm sorry. I should have mentioned that you were also an incredible athlete. The cat well, right?
1: incredible, but I was, I, I did the, I did the decathlon because it it gave me a full ride. If I was just to do long jump, I would have had to pay some money out of pocket. But I was like, all right, fine, I'll run I'll run the mile. I'll learn to pole vault. <laughs> Best athletes in the world, the Catholics. It's true. It's very true. Ashton Eaton, he is dude, he was incredible. But yeah, so after I transferred to WU, I was um in the exercise physiology program. Mm-hmm. And I was still actually rehabbing my knee because I re-tore my ACL um, right. in high jump practice at Wesleyan. So I was coming off of my fourth surgery, um, my second ACL reconstruction, and I happened to stumble across the most passionate, most intelligent, just most motivated physical therapist, probably – the definitely the nation if not the planet. Wow. He has all these certifications for everything, and this guy was just incredible. He he did this, like, full mobility, and he was able to, like – because I was in anatomy at the same time I was in physical therapy. So it was kind of cool because I wanted to go to physical therapy school, so I was, like – it was almost like a free shadowing. Yeah. I mean shadowing is free, but it was, it was just kind of like a way for me to see if I want to continue to do this.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And he, he would do this mobility stuff with my leg, and he was able to point out, like, each – each part of my body and like the movement and stuff and which is like not all physical therapists remember all that stuff. Like you don't remember everything in anatomy, but he did. He remembered everything. Yeah. And he would always go to Jamaica, like, every so often and, and get these uh, these necklaces. And if like if you guys if you and him like made some sort of connection Oh, Deskovich, Justin Deskovich, that's his name. Incredible person. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so he he would Go to Jamaica and get these these like necklaces and wristbands. And if like you guys made a decent like a, like a if we made a close connection, he would like consider you his one of his disciples, quote unquote.
0: Wow. So you were in a cult. Um,
1: pretty much a physical therapy cult. But the biggest point I'm trying to make is passion. And this man had passion the same way he had for me, like a previous athlete trying to get back to normal. Yeah. So I'm doing like physical stuff as he had with the grandma that had a kink in her neck from a fender bender. He right. had the same energy, the same enthusiasm, and the same just desire to get you back to normal. Yeah. And not every physical therapist has that. Like I've had multiple physical therapists, and it's not to say that my previous ones are bad, but this guy was just elite. I yeah. mean he's nationally known. So for me to stumble across this and find that in a place in my life where like I was trying to find where my passion was, I realized that like – my passion is not in physical therapy. Right. My passion
0: lies somewhere else. Mm. So you, you're, you're doing your meetings with uh, this doctor or physical therapist. It's uh, almost like you grew to appreciate excellence in any form. Yeah. So that's excellence. what you were searching for. You were searching for what can I be excellent in because I see excellence in physical therapy and I don't think I'm that. Yeah. Yes. That and also
1: the repetitiveness of it. Um, I, I, I always knew I was never going to have an office job, but I just knew uh, the way I saw physical therapy is like, Oh, I'm going to be able to work with athletes and, and that's yeah. all I'm going to do. But, yeah. You're
0: like, I'm be running out of the
1: tunnel with the Steelers. That's what I'm going to be doing.
0: Exactly. Yeah, dude, that, that was my dream, you know? And that's, that's tough because half the, half the country that of of kids that study in physical therapy probably want to do that. They You won't, know they what's everyone... crazy, Cody, is that like, not, not half the kids, I'd probably say like even more than half the kids in the country that have access to a camera probably want to be an actor or a comedian also. That's yes. That's so we that's also true. have that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's that is very true. But I guess I the way I see we have picked. Um, our no because I'm, I'm right there. I'm right there with you. I'm right there with you because, um, you know, I didn't really know what I wanted to do when I got into college. And, and you know, I thought maybe I'd want to be a journalist. And, um, you know, everybody who's ever written a a B grade paper in college thinks it can be a great investigative journalist, like a real hard hitting question type of guy. Yeah. And then I was like, Oh, you know, no, I'm a comic, you know, uh, you know, and then everybody and their brother wants to be a comic. So I'm right there with you. Yeah.
1: And I I think when I decided I wanted to be an actor, I thought of several things. I was okay. like, okay, I want to do something that's competitive. I want to like, I, I think of it as my sport, you know, I want to do something that's competitive. For sure, I want to do something that I can do for the rest of my life, and I want to do something that's forever changing and never constant. I, it's not an office job. I'm doing something that's new characters, new roles, new scenes, new sets. Yeah. You know that that was like my biggest thing.
0: Yeah, that makes sense, man.
1: And not to mention, I was going through some personal stuff. Yeah, that also motivated me at the time.
0: Motivation comes in many forms. It, it, it doesn't matter how it's there. It's just there. And then that motivated you to make this decision. Now, what necessarily, um, are there any performances that you maybe revert back to or something that inspires you or maybe, uh, an actor that, uh, just had an unbelievable uh, performance in a role or something like that, that you're just like, wow, I want to be like that. Or maybe like, you know, I aspire to be like them. Yeah. Um, definitely, um,
1: uh... I know this is, you know, the shot of the stars because Joaquin Phoenix is one of the greatest of all time. But yeah, man, I think his range um, is one thing that really impresses me, and he's he's easily one of my favorite actors. I mean, we could talk about the master with Paul Thomas Anderson. We could talk about her with Spike Jones. We could talk about the Joker. I mean, it's no. it's his his resume, and even his younger stuff. I mean, we're talking about the Gladiator. Like the dude was like, I think he's think I think he's in his like. I want to say like early to mid twenties. Yeah. And he killed that like he was that little pestering prince, you know, that yeah, just the thumbs he down it guy so yeah. well. Yes, the thumbs down guy. And he played it so well. Yeah. Yeah, I I think him is definitely what motivated me. Okay. Okay. Actually, no. He is what motivates me and what inspires me, but I'll tell you the moment that actually This is made what me I've been searching for. trying to fish for this. Yes. And you fish it out. And it's so corny. It's Jennifer Lawrence. It's Jennifer Lawrence in um the Hunger
0: Games when she goes back to her sector okay. and sees it completely demolished. I think what that's uh you know what bud know I've never seen a single second of any of those so you're taking the reins on that. <laughs> okay. Well, I I don't know.
1: The, what inspired me is is like the the capture like how she captured me in that moment, you uh-huh. know. I was cuz I saw it in, I saw it in theaters and you know, she walks out of like whatever and she sees her her sector, her home, her community, and it's completely demolished, yeah, and at that moment, I remember thinking I wasn't thinking about anything else besides what she was feeling and like how she felt about seeing her community. Mm. Just completely shattered i wasn't thinking about oh i have i had to go clean my room that day or i had a or i had to go do this or i had you know i need to go get a workout in still i wasn't thinking about any of that i wasn't thinking about any stress i had going on i wasn't thinking about any like personal issues with my family yeah i was just thinking about katniss everdeen and her seeing her sector completely demolished Mm -hmm. and that's that moment i was like wow this is like it's it's crazy that not not just the actress but everything and together is like was able to give me in a like an escape because i'm pretty sure i I can't remember what i was going through but i was stressed out that day and i just remember like damn i, w- I like forgot about what i was stressed out about in that moment because yeah. i was so like captured by the moment
0: in the movie right i'm surprised you're not more of a mcconaughey guy oh i like mcconaughey okay i like mcconaughey we're talking about dallas buyers club i mean that's that's a that's a that's that's a good that's a a classic yeah i mean and that's i think that's a true testament to uh um you know character acting his ability to you know uh really commit to the role he lost so much weight for that role and and really wanted to do the story justice how intense are you in your process when you have a new character um are you walking around and talking like them or whatever it just depends on what the what the character um
1: requires okay um now if it's like you said if if it's more of like a character type if i'm playing like something that has like some sort of physicality some sort of like i say i'm having an I have an accent mm-hmm. or some sort of dialect um yeah i mean i think it's good practice to like walk around in it and 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 stay in the skin um yeah. um my now when i was in 6 bullets mostly what i did was i just did a lot of this imagination research and created the backstory from, from birth to the point that was happening right then and there. Um, I think that's very important.
0: And for those that don't know, six bullets is
1: that is um, a short film that you can watch on YouTube. That was produced by Unpeel productions. Shout out Khalil, Abby and Carter,
0: my boys in Orlando, Florida. They make great stuff. Um, I watched the, uh, that's, that's not the one with the, uh, I watched the interstellar type movie
1: oh that was titan that's yeah, what my buddy that. uh yeah league yeah and we did that that was that was i think two years before that we six did bullets that. was before the titan no, six bullets was after oh, okay so six bullets was i think two years after um but it's crazy to watch both those films and see how much i've grown and the choices i would have made in those in certain moments it's yeah I and mean, it's all it's all about you know growing and learning but yeah, I mean, it's the biggest thing about a character is you got you have to, you have to create these moments and these thoughts even before you get on screen. Because if you're not, if you're not truly thinking and having a, like a genuine thought that's within the character, it's the camera reads it all. Yeah. Now, if you're on stage, you might be able to get away with it a little bit, but the thing about the stage is you're living it the the whole time. So camera it's on and off and it's so up close and personal you have to genuinely experience these emotions and 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 have these thoughts yeah but it's it's you know it's like a four by six it's like it's like so close to your face and if 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 you're lying the camera's going to pick it up i mean it's it's
0: very ironic you say that because i've always thought and i'm obviously not an actor at all have no aspirations to do that but uh I've always thought that like when people do the theater stuff that's like the more true to to you know type aspect of of acting and then you get on camera and you can sort of like fake it a little bit but I guess it's completely uh backwards. Well,
1: the thing about theater is you're truly living in it and, and like as soon as you step on stage you're in the character. Yeah. I wouldn't say it, it's definitely not more faking. I'm just saying that your mental like thought line let's say um, on stage, you know, like let's say like something on stage like messes up, like something falls or something yeah, you can you like I feel like you have more space to have like a thought like, oh, that happened, even though whatever you're supposed to live in the character, mm-hmm. but like on camera it's 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 action cut, so you can you can start this thought process and then go into it. What I'm saying is pretty much is like the like like the the minimal things you pick up on you know I mean like obviously theater it's not as much uh facial expressions or yeah. you know it's it's you're you're experiencing the emotion throughout the body mm-hmm. as um if you're on camera depending on the shot, if it's a close up you know y- Obviously, you want to experience the body because that will still f- that'll still read through the camera. Uh-huh. But you're you really want to make sure that you're not lying at all. You're really experiencing what's going on, you know, in that moment. Because theater, it's more it's theater. It's always about the other character. It's always about your scene partner. That's what it's always about. It's what you're trying to get from them. It's what you want from them.
0: Uh-huh.
1: And you're trying to like get you're trying to you're using tactics to like overcome these obstacles to get what you want from the other character that's mm-hmm. that's just cut right dry that's what you do and theater is more where it's cuz like you, you might depending on the situation on on a set you might have a stand-in you know so you're still you're still obviously experiencing that f- with that stand-in usually I mean a good set won't do that but yeah. I'm sure it's happened before.
0: Well, that was very insightful. I mean, I had no idea. I had it backwards this this whole time. Now you've uh, you did uh, you've acted overseas. You've acted in commercials. You've acted in and and various short films. Or, or you actually on Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, You told me that, and that was really cool. That's a, a great mm. show. Yeah. yeah. Now this is all <laughs> New York-based stuff, but you're about to make the big move, the the big-time actor move. You're going to be an LA guy soon. Yes. Now, yep. what made you want to switch from one coast to the other. Um so the
1: big saying is you go to New York to get good, you go to LA to get famous. Ah. Now, I don't really care if I get famous. That's so
0: not that's not a goal so what is a goal for you
1: then? To be successful. Ah,
0: to work okay.
1: to work. That's that's my goal.
0: To make it to make a career out of being a professional actor. Yes. I think that's a very good goal. I think that's a now, great goal. Now if that comes with fame, that's fine. But my goal is to
1: not be famous. My goal is to work mm-hmm. and um, move, move to New York with the idea of doing more theater. I think I think a theater actor can translate better to camera, better than a straight camera actor can translate to theater. Mm-hmm. And when you say you had it backwards, I don't think you had it backwards. I think I don't think you had it backwards. I think you were right with your assumption that theater, it's. It's full body. It's on all the time, and it's just honestly the work in theater is is so rewarding because also you're living through a, the playwright. Yeah, you're living through all these greats. I mean, if, like if you have the if you have the blessing to do a Chekhov play, or, or or a Shakespeare play, and and do it honest, and or or just or a Sam Shepard play, or just I mean I can go on and on about these greats that pave the way to what realism acting is what you see on camera nowadays is just to have the honor to honor that playwright blessing to honor that playwright. Yeah, I yeah, say. Yeah.
0: You don't want to get up there and do a disservice to Steven Sondheim or whoever.
1: Yeah. And not to say that you're not dishonoring the screenwriter, but there's a lot, you, you don't, you don't cut, you don't cut and say, Oh, let's change this line in a checkoff play. You read it verbatim. Yeah. You read it as what it is. So that, I think that's one thing you're, you're honoring the playwright and their work. Okay. Just from your, it's like history. You're, you're, you're truly living through the history of what that playwright was going through and, and what the feelings he's trying to invoke and how he was, what he was
0: experiencing at the time. Mm-hmm. So yeah. back to the LA thing, you're going out there now. Uh, I, again, I know nothing about this, You're going out to L.A. and is that more uh, commercialized stuff, commercialized meaning like more networky, more uh, script to screen type stuff as opposed to New York where you're doing more theater?
1: Yeah, um, I think so. Okay. I mean, obviously, I would love to continue theater in L.A. Um, It's just not the culture and the community is not the same not saying there's not one in LA. Yeah. Honestly, I I'm, I'm not even too sure of how the community is in LA. I mean um I'm eager to see how it is. Yeah. But yeah, I mean I'm I've I always wanted to move to LA. Um
0: I moved well, we got New our York.
1: boy well, we got our boy Mr. Briar, out there. He makes good music. Yeah. And I cannot wait to be hanging out with him and Ralph again. I mean, we we hung out oh, yeah, when Ralph I went too, out there. Bro. Yeah, I, I went out there to look at apartments and stuff and we hung out for a couple of days so it was so good to see them because i haven't seen them in so long
0: yeah but, you know what i remember about all those guys is like you would make stupid little rap videos that were so funny you oh my those? god yes i wish honestly yes. i might play one of those in the middle of this if it's still on youtube i think you had one line you're like i'm the man with the plan cody hively oh. i think that was one line so cringy but yes <laughs> so cringy literally it just makes my skin crawl thinking about it well, i found some cringy content of myself the other day so you're not alone pal uh,
1: yeah i think it's with everyone it comes you know it comes with it but oh man i don't know they were fun they were fun while it happened they were fun when we were doing it you know we were literally 16 and i remember we were recording one of the songs at briar's house and it was like me briar you know mac yeah um there's a bunch of us there. Ralph was there and no one would cuss. They'd always say mother Fudgin" or Yeah, spit. yeah, 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 yeah. You know? <laughs> and Briar's Briar like, Cody, just cuss, dude, just cuss. So I was like the first one to actually cuss on a Briar White track. Woo! And then his mom heard and she's like, who is that? Is that Cody? And I, I remember like, oh, dude, Amy's going to hate me now because I'm the first person to cuss on like a Briar White track. Like,
0: I, I remember. That's right. It's mother Fudgin Mac White. Yes. I remember that. Yes. Yes, but it's funny. You don't even I don't even know if you've realized this. It's like, you know, you did all that funny stuff as a kid. You were the leader of the student section, always dressing up and stuff and making people do these skits and stuff like that. You were always a very creative guy. And maybe, you know, on this journey, you figured out your creative outlet is being an actor. You know what I mean? Yeah, I I definitely think so. Um, I remember remember from my perspective. Whenever I heard that you're going to be an actor, I was like, OK, well, that makes sense. He's always been like a, a character guy and a goofy guy. And uh, yeah. not to say that you want to be a comedic actor. You're going to be, you know, a serious actor. But uh, uh, yeah. Man, oh, no, I no. I, I'll, I'll
1: be comedic, too. I mean, I, it, I'm not I'm not limiting myself to anything. Honestly, yeah. I think I'm goofier than I'm serious. I can play serious, but I I like to think it's just who I am. I'm a goofy. I'm a goofy dumbass. And yeah, that'd be more just of a natural to, character yeah it's just very natural i would just literally just be myself and just shit on myself and just like physically he would literally do that folks <laughs> literally poop my pants on
0: set and yep. just make sure
1: everyone smells it
0: yeah just like yeah but I could no see i mean you, i could see you being here's in in two years and when this happens i want that mailbox money i want those residual checks all right uh, so in two years okay. in two years when this happens whenever you're the featured funny man on a on a uh like a show, maybe for for a few episodes, or maybe you're there for the whole season, and you're like the crazy like drug dealer friend. I want like those residuals because <sighs> you're gonna be the goofy drug dealer friend on a, on a sitcom, and uh, I'll watch every episode of that. I love it. I love it. And you're, have, I have you ever the watched the league? To- I haven't watched the league. Okay, well I then haven't. never mind. Then this okay. reference is dead. But I was gonna say you're gonna be like Rafi from the league. You're gonna have to look that up. Okay. I'll Rafi from after the this. League. It's uh Jason Manzukas. You know who he is? Jason Manzukas. Not Jason Sudeikis, but Jason Manzukas. Jason Manzucas. He's uh he's in the movie The House with Will Ferrell. He's in uh, obviously he's in the league. He's in uh he plays Jay in Big Mouth. Hmm. Whatever, dead air. All right, moving on. (laughs) Moving on to the next one.
1: (laughs) Hmm. Well, I'm Googling it now.
0: So do you have, like, what would you say, like, an outline would be, uh, like, a five-year plan in L.A.? Because I don't know, like, I only know the comedic brain. I don't know the actor brain. And I'm sure they're very similar, but I don't know, like, what a a five-year plan is for an actor. Yeah, I
1: think a five-year plan is um, fully supporting myself. Um, Whether that be, I think a five-year plan, honestly... Maybe not a series regular, but I mean, yes, series regular would be ideal. Five years, actually, no. So I think five years would be a series regular or just a reoccurring. Yeah. Something where I'm established where I'm, you watch a movie and you're like, oh, that guy was in whatever. I (laughs) want to be that guy. I want to be that guy. You know, you just don't, you can't remember my name, but you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, I remember his face. So like when I go to the grocery store, not people are going to be like, oh my God, it's
0: Cody hively They're like, oh, that he looks familiar, but that's it. You know, so I won't be bothered. You're like, I, you're like, I don't, I've seen that guy somewhere, but I don't know where. Like, did I go to church with that guy? I don't remember him. <laughs> was he in AA last week? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. actually, might have been a day week. He yeah, might have been. No, yes, no, yeah. Because like that's just, I feel like that's
1: that's that's when you made it. You know, when someone gives you a double take at Trader Joe's, and you're like, ah. Oh, <laughs> they remember they saw
0: me in that show. I don't that's think, why I did that. And and the crazy thing is, like nobody ever <laughs> hates those guys though. No. Nobody ever hates you know, people will hate a, a main character or something like that. Nobody ever hates the series regular. No, Nobody. Definitely not. I mean it's because well Okay, well, hold on.
1: Series regular is like so a reoccurring is someone that's like maybe on like several episodes or comes in and out. But a series regular is like it's like a Joey Tribbiani. You know what I mean? That's oh, like okay, okay. I thought that'd be so, a yeah. featured guy. Okay, I don't know how this works. No, no, no. So like, yeah. So a series regular. That's television. Now, now, movies is a little bit different. Like, there's like the feature, and then there's like, there's like the star, guest star. It's but yes, like with I'm, I was talking television. Like, there's a series regular. There's a reoccurring. Okay. And then the co-star is like maybe they also like kind of like reoccurring, but you're maybe on like an episode. Yeah, You know, and then
0: there's like a day player who's like literally maybe a scene, you know? Yeah, man. Um, Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot. There's a lot more than meets the eye with the acting and stuff like that. Now, you're talking a lot of TV stuff. Is there any are there any TV shows that maybe you go back to that that whenever you're in a sort of a creative funk and you want to get inspired, you, you turn to those shows? Probably like
1: Breaking Bad. And it's funny that you mentioned like the Funny Drug Dealer, even though. I don't think Jesse Pinkman's very funny. I mean, he's he's funny, <laughs> but you know, I think Breaking Bad is something that is just
0: television gold. I mean, yeah, I gotta Bryan be honest Benson. with you, guy. Never, never saw it. Oh well, okay. So here's some more Dead Space now. No, <laughs> you kidding. can talk about it, but it's like it's funny that I like all wow. these all these shows and movies when everybody zigs, I just zag. Like I just don't like to watch, and I don't mean to be a contrarian. it just n- happens naturally. No, that's fine. I mean it's you know i think one day you should sit down and take the time to watch it i think it's like I, ne- I never saw avatar like the movie yeah and i also never watched avatar airbender for what it's worth but i never watched avatar the blue guy movie never saw that <laughs> the blue people the yeah. blue like
1: like i don't even know they look like
0: what would you say of, like, okay since you are this refined actor and you know <laughs> uh, refined. everything about cinema what yeah. what are some like <laughs> uh movies then that maybe you've missed the boat on? Like, oh my god, you, dude. You've There's yet so to get many. into.
1: There's so many, bro. I don't know. Oh, I feel like every time I talk to someone, they're like, oh, have you watched this? And I'm like, no. Have you seen this movie? And I'm like, no. They're like, you what? You haven't? You want to be an actor and you haven't seen this movie? Or, you know? And I'm like, I'm like, dude, I, I, I just wanted to become an actor. When I was a kid, I didn't watch a lot of stuff. Honestly. Yeah. I Like, I've there's a lot of things I miss. I feel like I've like from like 1990 to like 2010. There's a lot of stuff I missed because like I as soon as I started like to like become an actor, I've like I I watched like the top 100 performances or the top 100 just best movies that you know are what people like the the critics are yeah, yeah, yeah. the, the best, list, you know. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I feel like there's so many. I don't know. Like, I'm trying to think of a crazy one I haven't seen. Oh, I haven't seen – um, what's the one with Angelina Jolie where they curve the bullet? Wanted? That's bad, yeah. though. That one sucks. Yeah, well, that's that was – someone was like, you haven't seen Wanted? I'm like, no, I haven't seen fucking Wanted. Did it this probably guy is...
0: also have an Affliction shirt on?
1: <laughs> probably. I probably – I can't remember even who – I can't even remember who that movie was, stinks. like, mad I didn't see. It probably did
0: stink. A lot of my friends stink. Not you, Franklin? You smell great. I do smell great, and it's because I'm a huge germaphobe, and uh, that also brings us to this point. Degree deodorant. Uh, Degree deodorant has agreed to give me one free deodorant stick. Actually, it just came in an Amazon order I had, uh, and uh, I'm considering that a sponsorship. So, Degree, I like the one with the aqua lettering. I think it's called Cool Rush. Smells good. All right. And (laughs) back to... uh, I'm surprised uh, you didn't say... I have a, I know your favorite show of all time. It's so funny that you don't know. I know your favorite show of all time. You've never tweeted about this. You've never posted about this. You've never said anything about this. But I know for a fact um, from like two thousand six, two thousand eight, or nine. I know this was your favorite show. Okay, because I know the type of guy you are. Okay, your favorite okay. show was Robin Big.
1: Yes, man, you're like uh, you're like Noir for the rappers. You remember, or what's his name? The, the one guy that wears like the cool golf hat, and he like he like uh, brings up like crazy things about their past, and they're all oh, yeah, like, "Oh, yeah, what yeah. the fuck? Like, yeah, how, the you, guy, how you know that? Yeah, you
0: know, the, how you know the, that shit?" <laughs> the guy that uh gave like Tyler the creator like some weird gift or something like that. Yeah, he goes do do doot, do, and then I'm like, "Don't do it." He just keeps doing it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, but <laughs> I like. Well, I mean, like, uh I think I have a pretty good judge of character, and I think uh, of that, and, like, we've been friends since we were kids. It's not that hard to figure out. Yeah, we know each other. We know each other very but well. But I, uh, I have Robin Big, season three on DVD with the. Uh, it has like them doing commentary over it. It is so funny, bro. I need seasons uh... one and two. So if anyone knows where I can find that for cheaper than what it's on the internet, let me know because I need it bad. Oh, probably Pirate Bay, but you know, let's not talk about that. FBI, leave us alone. I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what I said. I, I yeah, just what came out been, my mouth? are those words? Pirate I Bay. Could, okay. I think I was just blubbering. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> Robin Big and I didn't I uh, I stopped watching Fantasy Factory like in the middle seasons. You know? Dude, you know
1: what breaks my heart about all of it though?
0: Big is dead. It literally broke my heart. Well, yes, big is dead.
1: But they weren't and this broke my heart when I found this out, Franklin. So for like the longest of time on Fantasy
0: Fact, well and Robin Big, definitely. They weren't good friends. Did you know that? I knew there was a riff. But I I thought they were friends on Robin Big and then the reason it ended is because they stopped being friends and then maybe they rekindled a friendship and that's why he came back.
1: So it was yes, they rekindled on Fantasy Factory. But for a lot of like season one, season two, like they're good pals, but as like the seasons came on, like they Of Robin Big? Yeah, of Robin Big. Big was actually like jealous. Um of like Rob's fame and he felt like Rob wasn't really like they, he felt like the show it was, it was Robin big. It's not Rob. And that was That's a big, big thing. That's a good point. And, but but, but to Rob be- wasn't, Rob wasn't having it. Cause Rob's like, cause you know how Rob is like, I, I love Rob Burtick. I, I think he is a visionary entrepreneur. Like he, he yeah. made something. He was, he was a professional skater. He wasn't like one of the best skaters, but he took advantage of his opportunities and, and, and went for him and made it. Yeah. But it it's just it just I just really broke my heart when I found that out. But they did rekindle it on Fantasy Factory. Um, you know, it's but yeah, like when I found that out, like I always thought like, man, like that that's a that's a friendship I want to have,
0: you know? Like Yeah. Uh well the uh I, I again, I love Robin Big. And then uh what was the, oh my god, I'm trying to think of that one episode with the mini horse or something like that. Oh, they go to the they go on like a trip to somewhere in california and they like try to race these mini horses or like they have that mini horse in the show and it just does terrible or whatever oh yeah like the the the
1: mini horse showmanship yeah like the like it's like a pageant for mini horses (laughs) yes
0: Uh, i have a list of episodes right here i'm trying to think of my favorite ones uh the the guinness world record episode was crazy oh dude that was such a good that was such a good one did you ever were you ever one of those kids that got into skateboarding because of this Oh well, yeah, hundred percent. I mean, oh. I got
1: into skateboarding because of Viva La Bam and Rob and Rob Buter. No, oh, I mean yeah. that's solely what it was. I I mostly mostly Viva La Bam. I was a dude in like fifth and sixth grade that wore like the triple spike pyramid belt and like had like the leather <laughs> spike bracelets and I wore like audio skateboard shoes, baggy ass jeans, and an
0: Element shirt. DC, and I couldn't. DC I could. Hat. I could. And I could barely ollie. That was me when I was, like, 12. I <laughs> uh, thank God my parents never let me buy skate shoes. I think that well, one summer. Thank God your parents loved you. No, I'm kidding. I'm yeah, kidding. Well, <laughs> well, my therapist knows otherwise. But uh, <laughs> the thing is, uh, there was that one summer, it was, like, X Games going on, Bob Burnquist and stuff like that, doing tricks. And, like, I'm on my little carport area just going back and forth on my skateboard, just pushing myself from wall to wall. And, like, I'm, like, I'm doing it. Like, I'm skateboarding. I had the big knee pads and everything that's the that's the extent of my skateboarding ability. I had an element I had an element skateboard and that's it
1: but that was the excitement about skateboarding it was there's no competition it's 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 solely based on you, so you work to get better and you you have to know with a lot of pro action sports you're gonna eat a lot of shit until you get better yeah. it's with a lot it's with all of them i mean it's i think i i definitely uh appreciate that i skateboard at a young age because i remember like when i landed my first kickflip outside my grandma's house and my buddy tommy was recording on his like
0: mold <laughs> or the razor or whatever he had i don't
1: think it was a ra- I think it was still like a nokia no it wasn't Nokia. i think it was like a
0: razor yeah but
1: they had like the slow-mo and it was just like the super horrible like like one frame per five seconds you look like an eight yeah. character yeah but i remember like i remember looking back we were like man i just landed my first kickflip like you know, like we did it like right in the street. I didn't I wasn't moving, I was like yeah, standing there. But... <laughs> yeah, I'm like I'm gonna do I'm gonna get a kiss on the cheek tomorrow <laughs> at school. A hundred
0: percent. Oh man. <laughs> do you remember that one episode of fancy Factory where our boy John Mayer was in it? Mm hmm. And they said When they that...
1: faked the whole thing about Rob Dyrdek being drunk. Which was like and then all the pre- TMZ like ate it up and they were like, Rob was actually fucked up. And then like his mom was super mad. Okay. You, let's, let's talk. You talk about it. No, I,
0: I you were so. going off, man. I, I, I'm i <laughs> right there with you. Uh, uh, I think that was a great bit to fake being drunk. I, if I were ever in this scenario or the situation where the press was hounding me all day, I would make scenarios up so much and just toy with them all day. And I know it's oh, like yeah. a losing battle, but it's just fun. Like it's, it'd be fun for me to do that. Oh Yeah you remember the jingle? You remember? Rob's mom. Rob's
1: mom, mom, mom. There We're is. in a sticky situation, Rob's mom, mom. Yeah. Mom. Yeah. Mom, 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 mom. I like
0: oh, There's man. this one part uh and I could probably find the clip I might put it up. But uh like it goes from John Mayer singing, you know, singing singer-songwriter, 6-time Grammy winner, John Mayer, whatever. <laughs> yeah. And then it goes to Rob and everybody's <laughs> face in It's just like what is happening right <laughs> now, bro?" They're just genuinely oh, shocked.
1: Yes. Oh yes, I remember that. Cuz they like didn't they like have like a like a, a view they had like a viewing for it, right? Or something. They had like a like a party to like Are they show sent the song it to off? they sent
0: it to like Rob's mom and like had him had her like listen to it while they were sitting there <laughs> for that much. <laughs>
1: oh yeah, dude. I do I remember that contrast strictly too. I mean like dude, John Mayer's voice is just like velvet. And then you get Rob oh, Dierks De- yeah. like concrete. Or like gravel, <laughs> you know. It's <laughs> concrete. So it's like concrete. <laughs> not the high grade concrete either. Like the, not the one you skate on. Like the one, like you're like, oh, I, I guess I'll pave my driveway. And you just pick the shittiest concrete. Like that's It's the, that's it's the concrete is. that
0: people put like their hands of like and their dogs' footprints in to, like, mark a spot. <laughs> this is really bad. It's what's left over. Oh, we'll put our <laughs> baby's footprints in it. It'll be cute. And then we move out, and now there's a random baby's footprints and our uh, right beside our pool. Yes exactly it's really exactly (laughs) i love that episode uh i don't really remember much about fantasy factory i remember watching the first season religiously and maybe the second season and and then uh that's it but i just remember the john mayer episode because you and i are both big john mayer fans and we tried to talk about Mm -hmm. this in a bar and it didn't work because Mm -hmm. uh Mm -hmm. it's just loud and in a bar and it was karaoke night and some guy was doing a bad rendition of gravity uh, while we were uh chatting it up
1: that's yeah. That's what brought it up. That's what brought. No, it up.
0: I was just made that up. Um, oh, well, I, that shows how drunk I was. <laughs> no, you weren't. You weren't hammered. We were able Dude, to have. A, we, no, we were able to have a normal conversation. What you talking I'm about? really good at that. I, when I'm hammered, I I I can just act like a normal person, and it scares me. It, it scares a, me because it gets me in a lot me, of trouble. It's like anytime I drink at all, it's like I I'm like quiet. Like I don't say.
1: <gasps> I talk more. Well, I'm, like, no, I'm, no, even I'm just worse. like I
0: know. I know the state I'm in is an altered state and I don't want to do anything stupid or say anything dumb. That's why I don't I never I've never oh, I never interesting. I've never drank anything before I went on stage. Never drank anything before I did any podcast or anything like that. Never. Mm, interesting. Yeah.
1: Interesting. Speaking of, I've took like a shot of vodka like <laughs> while the podcast was happening. <laughs> That no, I mean, it's, I'm not an I'm not an alcoholic. I'm not an alcoholic. I'm not, oh wait, no
0: did you alcoholic. really, or was that a bit? Uh, oh God. No. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what? Sobriety uh, starts tomorrow. Okay, one day at a time. Tomorrow, tomorrow. We've been no. uh, me and my buddy, uh, we'll call him Joe, uh, have been sending this like anytime we think about slipping up or doing something bad or maybe sending like a DM to a girl that we know we shouldn't, uh, or maybe doing whatever it's just like we send this batman meme to each other <laughs> actually i think we send it after we do something stupid like send a a, a text to an ex after drinking or something like that uh it's the scene i think it's in batman begins mm-hmm. <laughs> and alfred is sitting there in the Batcave cave with bruce and he goes why do we fall sir and he goes w- why so we can learn <laughs> to pick ourselves up <laughs> <laughs> we send that back to each other after we fall somebody texts an ex oh i miss you so much baby please oh.
1: that's what we do oh
0: that's gold That is. going back is so to uh hard. uh we gotta get we got uh like 10 minutes left here we gotta talk about john mayer some since we're such big fans Let's do um i'm staring at one two three four or five final albums of John Mayer. And I think that's a borderline obsession, but I don't mean it to be. It's just when I find something or someone I'm interested in, I have to know everything about it. I'm sure you're the same way. When did you get into John Mayer's music? I got into John Mayer, I think. Um, definitely in high school. Um, yeah. Was it was it the Rob Deerdeck episode that really, like did that do anything? You know what? It probably definitely
1: did. It def. I'm sure it did you know i i mean i can't like i can't call it now but i'm sure it was i just remember in college was when i really like fell in love with him and his music that's
0: fell cute. in love with John Mayer
1: <laughs> no um no, i just think that um i relate to a lot of his music yeah and i think that's the biggest thing you know with an artist is how you relate to them and um you know it's, i mean
0: it's a lot of his music is pretty depressing if you listen to the lyrics unfortunately but i I think i think it's so funny because i know like six seven guys that are also john mayer fans and they're all like like us you know handsome guys who are artistic and uh you know we like we like women we don't care who knows that and whenever (laughs) one of them breaks our heart because of something stupid we did and we like to blame it on them. Uh, it's we, their fault. It's 100%. their fault. And we turned to John Mayer's music, and it's so funny. I just had this like slap epiphany. <laughs> Tiffany that's like, I know like six or seven John Mayer fans, all uh, handsome guys who like women, and whenever one of them breaks their heart because they do something dumb, it's their fault. Yeah, it's a, it's like a good
1: music to cope with because like, it makes you feel like, you know... You're the innocent one, you know, <laughs> you're
0: probably, probably not. not. Reality, you're probably, probably not. Oh, know, I, I, uh, <laughs> That is on me. I put my hand <laughs> up on that one. <laughs> it makes you
1: feel like, you know, you're know, like, ah, oh. It definitely wasn't me. <laughs> it, was, it was
0: her, <laughs> dude. He's like, dude, listening to John Mayer's music is like listening to a therapist. That's like, like bad. Just a bad therapist. She, they're just on your side the whole time about the every whole scenario. Time. <laughs> and the scary thing is about therapy, dude. I actually just came like when I called you. I was coming home from therapy. Uh, uh-huh. My therapist told me today. He goes, "You're a very intelligent, young man, and you're very intel. Like, you're very intellectual, and you have a great like." feel for uh your surroundings like talking about like society as a whole i have i'm in touch with reality and everything and Mm -hmm. i'm like oh my god i it turns out i've actually never been wrong about any of my thoughts or anything that i've ever said (laughs) I'm right every time which really doesn't help because i feel like john mayer had that spell whenever he was like oh i'm right every time oh yeah when he was like dating like every like when he was a complete jerk and that's when i didn't like yeah And and i gotta preface this by saying i only i've I'm like a new fan. I'm like, I'm still in college with John Mayer. Like I'm like, I'm in, I got a fan of him in 2019, became a fan. So I'm new.
1: Well, I feel like you've the in-depth, you know, like the conversation we had at the bar, I feel like you've definitely, you've definitely done your research. I mean, yeah, he was definitely like, there's no doubt he was a full blown womanizer. Yeah. I have no
0: desire to do that. I, I, yeah, that's no,
1: no, me neither. It's just, I, I think that, his music didn't convey that. He was like, like we just said, he none of that was conveyed in his music. I mean, it's we we just take his music. I honestly, one of the biggest things I just think his sounds. I think his dude. Here's the thing. I just you can't be a womanizer if you up. can't shred on a guitar. Yeah, it, it just goes hand in hand. You're not a womanizer unless you can play like any chord by ear.
0: You know. Yeah. Or make any sound you want. He does these shows with Chappelle. Because apparently he's like a comedic genius too, and uh, like Chappelle will say something, y'all ever hear something? Do this, and John will just make the sound on the guitar somehow. It's crazy, or like he'll talk with it.
1: Oh yeah, dude, that would be a dream one to see. I remember that they were going, they went on tour together, right?
0: Uh, I I don't know if it was a full blown tour, but I know they played shows.
1: Yeah, they had shows, dude. Can you imagine going to a Dave Chappelle John Mayer
0: show? No, I couldn't, and I wish I could.
1: Oh my god.
0: I need to see. I need to see both those guys. Uh, Chappelle just uh, did a little spot at the Stand in New York the other night. I think Andrew Yang came out. Saw that on Twitter.
1: Yeah, my yeah, my a couple of my uh, comedy buddies were there too. Yeah, I, they had some selfies with them.
0: Okay, I didn't know that. I didn't know that was that. So it wasn't at the cellar. It was at where? I thought it was at the Stand, but it could have been at the cellar. Do you? I, you talked about that one guy named Matt, who I don't know. But I follow him; he's really funny. I, I've never talked to him. I want to get him on the show. Do you have any other like comedy friends that you remember from your Mike uh, time to hit Mike in New York that uh, have like gotten some notoriety or, or maybe like blown up a little bit? Yeah, I remember um, Usama Siddiqui. Oh yeah, I, he, he definitely won't remember me, but he was always super cool.
1: And you know, because like the thing about open mics, a lot of comics like they're just not paying attention. And it's just it's a tough audience.
0: But yeah, for if sure. You have
1: a, if, but if you have a good punchline, Usama genuinely like pays attention to your set. Yeah, like and he's not he doesn't laugh to to like encourage you, but he laughs if you have something that's going to go somewhere. Yeah, if you have if you have something to work on, like he'll give you a laugh, and I I really appreciate that about him. And I think that was another another humbling thing to see is I was on an open mic, and you know you watch a guy like Usama bomb and. You were like, okay, you know, I, I could do this, you know, like, it, it's like everyone bombs. It's yeah, not. Man. It's not just no one has, No one is just perfect. I mean, like Dave Chappelle talked about how his first set he did very well, but then like his next set he just completely bombed. You know. Yeah. And, and I think that's I, the last
0: time Chappelle ever bombed.
1: Yeah. That was the last time ever. <laughs> <laughs> he learned his lesson. Yeah. But yeah, I I, I just think that was uh, like a humbling experience just to watch him, and, I, and he still has a great podcast too. It's Mango Bay, and it's with him. Yeah. And Prana. Pranav, I'm butchering his name, but I follow I follow
0: Usama on uh, on on the Instagram, and we actually were on the same lineup card. We were both going to be on the same Zoom gig, and then he got a paying gig right before the Zoom gig started and had to dip out. Otherwise, I would have done a show with Usama, and I did not. That would have
1: been awesome. Yeah, he's a super cool cool. dude, very friendly, and you know, because there's a lot of comics that are douches. I mean, obviously, it's with any industry, but Uh, especially entertainment especially
0: yeah. especially that's the there's problem a is like like i'm like not to revert it back to me but i'm such a genuine guy and like i'm an open book and i just hate i cannot stand deceitfulness and lies and there's just so much of that in the industry that we're striving to be professionals in it's uh, yeah. disheartening
1: yeah right. i mean that's a thing i struggle with too a lot especially just like you know because i want to take mingling, everything everybody I mean.
0: says at face value like i want it you to be real. you
1: can't yeah and it's just it's it's it sucks and that's just like a hard lesson that i'm still learning and who knows if i'll ever learn it i i just you know it's, it's like it's almost like you don't want to play play all your cards because if you play all your cards then the person that you're you think that might be an ally turns into an enemy and it's unfortunate i mean that's just how the industry works
0: yeah i've uh i've made some decent friends uh some decent amount of friends so far doing the show and and interviewing comics and stuff like that excited uh, i think i'm about to be on year three year two ends in may so i'm very uh curious to see what the outlook is there uh with my show and i'm curious to see what happens for you and your move to la and i i wish you nothing but the utmost success and i know you'll you'll do great things and make our ci- our fair city proud and uh it'll be fun that. whenever we both uh successful in our industries and one day where our paths cross and we work on our project together, and everyone's like, "Oh, those two guys are from the same place."
1: Yes, and I look forward to that. That's what I live for, Franklin. I live for working with friends because that's
0: that's what I get the most joy out of. Whenever me. you make uh, start making movies of your own, can you like put me in there as one of like Adam Sandler friends type guy? Oh, you have a role. Heck yes, guaranteed. You I want to be role. the cross-eyed guy. That's <laughs> if, if that's what you want. Yeah, I mean,
1: I'll I'll write you a role with a cross-eyed guy. I will be like. <laughs> Franklin, I got a guy. I got a guy. I'll be like, who's who's gonna play the cross-eyed guy? Like, I have a guy. Trust me, I got a guy. I got a guy. who has
0: been preparing for this cross-eyed role his whole life, years. This dude has been this dude's been in character for years, <laughs> <laughs> making it seem like I'm actually cross-eyed. No, oh my no! God. no, no, no. <laughs> we need a big nose, aesthetically ambiguous guy. I'm on it. All right. <laughs> Boom. Instant. I got his number. <laughs> Is there anything you'd like to leave the people with, my friend? Any words of wisdom or any or any projects you have upcoming? Um.
1: Hey, uh, no, not really. I mean, just uh, I think just do what makes you happy. This world's so crazy, and you don't know when when it's gonna end. I mean, there's so much shit that's going on. Jesus (laughs) Christ. Or do I, I take it just a different way? Yeah, did I take it somewhere else. Well, you know
0: the uh, the impending doom of this world is approaching, so get right with the Lord. That's what we you could die like? tomorrow. Yeah. enjoy
1: today. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the second um, coming
1: of Christ is among us.
0: Jeez, now you sound like I'm you're about to be at the rock or whatever. Okay, well I just <laughs> lost ten viewers. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right, I'm actually in therapy for religious drama. It's funny. It's no big deal. <laughs> I need to be. <laughs> I mean, dude, bro, did you ever go to church camp as a kid? Dude,
1: thank God I missed that trauma. But I have a lot of friends that went
0: and experienced that to the fullest. I didn't. I thought, and here I am, idiot me, I thought an eight-year-old, like, on his knees in the gravel, reaching for the heavens, crying because he just got told he's <laughs> going to hell, was normal. I thought that was a normal thing. Oh, my god and it's not (laughs) no no it's definitely not i mean yeah oh that's
1: that's that is tough i i'm sorry i had to go through that honestly that is true Oh man i
0: had so many stories i had uh one time my youth pastor told me a kid got possessed at a church camp and like flipped up on his head and like said like he held a knife to his own neck because the demon like like took control of his body and all the pastors went around the house and like prayed for the demon to leave like bro people like just spreading deceitfulness and lies oh dude that's i slept with the light on for like a month because i thought a demon was going to possess me. i slept with the uh, cross necklace on it was bad (sighs) you had to like uh walk around your wearing with sage just yeah, <laughs> every night you just memory. had like a
1: barrel of sage beside your bed just you just like you <laughs> know, you
0: smoked it every night just to make sure i would read the bible and and like dude oh, just so much weird stuff that just chug a glass
1: of holy water before you go to bed oh i would
0: bathe sure. in it i would bathe <laughs> in that stuff I'd baptize myself in the waters yeah i just yeah you just baptize yourself every night just to be safe and now because of covid i baptize myself in purell and then then i go to sleep peacefully because i'm also in therapy for being a germaphobe but i'm working through it i'm working through it that's what we like to hear but uh thanks for stopping by man uh always a pleasure talking to you i'm sure we'll get out and play some golf before you uh head out
1: absolutely man it's been great thanks for having me on
0: of course man we'll see you